doesn't sing this, right? No, he doesn't, but he does. This is Derek Saint uh, Hubbins. No, but it is something. So is this? So would this be like original Ted Nugent, and then he lost this guy and sang all his old so- other songs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like he just Derek played St. Holmes. Derek St. Holmes. Derek St. Holmes drank, sang it. But uh, like Ted that. would sing on some of the songs, yeah. some of the different ones. Pete and I had a, a fight one day. I'd never seen Ted Nugent live. Pete was like, he's not singing. I'm like, I've seen video of him singing. He sings. Yeah, now he does. Or now he sings some of the songs. Yeah, no, yeah, he does a lot of them, and he'll do the hits. Even if he didn't sing on them originally, he'll do them, and he'll sing, and he does a good job. That Derek St. Holmes is on that uh on that documentary, Hired Guns, yeah. which is really good. If you like anything about music or musicians or anything, it shows all the guys who play on a lot of your favorite albums. I'm going to be but, honest, you don't even really have to like it. It's a good documentary yeah, no matter what you like. Yeah, it's, it's really well done, but it's called Hired Guns. It's really interesting about the guys, musicians that play and go on the road and do the stuff, and uh, some of the guys who get like $500 a month <laughs> just yeah, to play, Jesus. and they're like... We're on stage with a multimillionaire. With, with nine-inch nails. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was the that was my favorite one. Uh, please go get comedian Jimmy Schubert and bring him in the studio, Spanish. I want to remind everybody, uh, tonight, Bobby Kelly, two shows at Sidesplitters, two shows tomorrow, but also tonight, Jimmy Schubert's at the 13th Annual Crack Up Cancer Comedy Benefit, which is happening at the Straw Center, and they do have uh, tickets still available. And then next week, we've just got a whole bunch of things. we got the Alien Pub Crawl, and we have... Uh, there he is. There's Jimmy Stewart. Hey, good morning. Uh, and then we have the brunch happening on Saturday. How are you right. doing, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you? Long I'm time. fantastic. It is great to see you. I have so many things to talk to you about. Awesome. Yeah, you know, what's so funny is that you and I are friends at Facebook, so I feel like I kind of like see you every once in a while. Yeah. But I was just thinking how you haven't been in town in a long time, and then, boom, you hit me up. I was like, oh, that worked out perfect. Yeah, well, you know, it's, I used to do the, uh, si- well, Bobby Kelly's, but the side splitters just got, uh, has new owners, so yeah. I, I just talked to him. It's funny, you uh, posted something, and I got back in touch with the new owners, and he goes, yeah, hit us up for some dates in 20 20- Oh, that's like, so oh, Awesome. You yeah. Know? But, well, uh, so, you, so the guy uh, who owns it now has been the guy who's been the manager. Yeah, so he knows the good, the good, good comedy, because I'm always like, you can't possibly be bringing, no, what's, he, that, what's that guy's name? I'm not saying he's not a good comedian, but he's been around since the Ron and Ron days of still doing what uh, the guy who had that was on Friends once or something. He had oh Tommy Blaze, Tommy, Tommy Blaze. Yeah, now, I'm not. I'm not against him, but dude's been coming here in Sidesplitters since I was in high school. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, you can't possibly be booking Tommy Blaze. No, they're well. They got Bobby Kelly. I mean, they got. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they have they, the new new management, new new bookings, new stuff. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. it's been it's been great. But uh, well, anyway, Jimmy Schubert is here with us. Yeah. Today, now listen to this. I want to. I have to tell you this. Now, tell me back in the day with Ron and Ron. Did you run with Bennington's? Oh, yeah, Outlaws. That's where I. That's what I was saying this yeah, the morning. Disciples. It was the disciples of comedy. And we now, did, who were all the disciples? Well, it was Mitch Walters. It was Carl LeBeau. It was myself. Lou Angel, Angel Wolf. Wolf right? Yeah, Lou Angel Wolf. It was Dan Carlson. Uh, a guy named Jeff Apeloff used to. Oh, I know Apeloff. No, Apeloff is is huge. Big NBC executive or, or show pitcher. You know? Well, no, he's he produces uh he produced a show called Don't Forget the Lyrics. Was but now he does uh, Shazam with uh yep. and also uh, Mental Samurai with. Rob 
Garoppolo. He's the he's like the biggest game show. Like got like all these networks go. If you're doing a game, you go to Jeff Apeloff, who started yeah. with us at uh, Ron Bennington. And Bottom, Ron Bennington now is like the king of New York comedy scene, he, which is awesome because you know, I mean, radio is a tough business, but he's been bopping around everywhere, and he finally kind of settled in New York. And uh, you know, I call Ron Diaz the Godfather of Tampa Bay radio. Yeah, Ron Bennington has become the Godfather of comedy. Oh yeah, well, all That's those true. guys like Tommy Rhodes and Lou Angel, and all those guys were on the Ron's tutelage, and he used to have a club here. So, and I spent a fair amount of time down here in Florida. That you know, I used to live over in Boca and and stuff. But I would do all those events, and it's it's amazing. It's just great to see everybody yeah. kind of have their success in, in life. That you started with these guys, and we're still all very tight. We're very close, and 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 that and that's a kind of a it's a great thing, you know. Bennington is doing the Creeps of Kids tour. Yeah, and they're we're working on trying to bring him in early next year, which will be. As far as I know, the first time Bennington's back here since the Ron Aron days. Yeah, wow. That's and that would be great. I, I'm telling you right now, if they play a Saturday and they have off on a Friday or a Sunday, they should do a, 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 a Outlaws of Comedy benefit. I, I mean, the old school Ron Aron fans, I would go that in a second. Yeah, well, those, like, you know, Ronnie's, you know, it's just, it, I love that he's back doing stand-up now. Yeah. Like, he took the long way around, you know? <laughs> Like, you know, but I'm so glad that he's back doing stand-up, and he's killing it. Like, you know, everybody I talk to that knows him, all my buddies in New York go, actually, man, the guy took 20 years off, he comes back, he's a monster. Yeah. He's like, who does it? Who can do that? You Bert know? Kreischer told me years ago, he's like, hey, man, you know who I love? And I'm like, who? He's like, Ron Bennington. Yeah. He'd never been on the show yet or not, and Bennington was, I think, back in the day was just on XM when he tells me, and I was like, oh, yeah, from Ron and Ron. He goes, but seriously, now... I listened to him, and he's so good. And I was like, "Yeah, you're hurting my feelings right now, Bert." And then <laughs> for the next like week, I just listened to Bennington every day, and I was like, "He's right. He is great at what he does." Yeah, there's no question about it. And now, you know, now that like you said he's doing creeps with kids tour, he does the stand, he does, yeah. you know, he does the sell. He's doing back to stand up, which he's, I, legit, he's a legit comic. Yeah, yeah, legit comic and great broadcaster as yeah, well. You yeah. know, like great interviewer. I just did not too long ago. My special came out called Zero Tolerance, which is available on my website, JimmyShipper.com. But Ronnie had. <laughs> me on for an unmasked high senseless punk or a shameless, <laughs> shameless punk not senseless but shameless yeah. I, I, it's early i'm not done with okay, my coffee you. yet but uh <laughs> but uh but ronnie had me on for an unmasked i just i just love seeing my buddies like you know that you started with that are all having their success now, oh, yeah. you know and so it's it's great so i always have these great regards for you guys because i i remember that's before i was in radio and i used to listen to that yeah and uh i they were some crazy days oh I, they, they were fun it was, you couldn't, you can't do a lot of the stuff that went on there, <laughs> oh, yeah. and your heart can't handle doing all those drugs anymore. So, no, 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 thank yeah. God. It was a Hall of Fame career, but we retired, right, retired the right, straw. Right. <laughs> the straw. Well, you know, you can't even get plastic straws now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, because a turtle got one stuck in his nose. I said, you know what? The hell with that turtle, all right? I had plastic straw stuck in my nose for seven years, and no one cared about me, all right? That turtle's gonna get himself. That turtle's gonna hit bottom and get himself to That's a meeting. Right. He'll be fine. It's not my fault. That's I don't not have to help the turtle out. <laughs> uh, I, I now tell me about Sam Kinison. You also, I hear. Yeah. See, now these are the things like Mitchell Walters. I just hear stories about him now, and Benny to tell stories, and I love that. Yeah. And I've been hearing stories about you. 
at the comedy store for years, like just different fun, different things. Nothing, nothing embarrassing or yeah. Crazy. No, well, look, I mean, but you uh, put your time in, man. You had yeah. fun uh, episodes. Yeah, I was a kid. I, like I was a like a twenty five year old kid touring right. with the most controversial comedians in America, who had a bag of you know yeah. Bolivian marching powder, and we're like <laughs> doing these arenas, and you're traveling all over the country by bus, and it was strippers and rock stars and uh, blow. Oh, oh my, yeah, strippers <laughs> and block stars. You know, it, it was it was crazy. I mean. I'm, look, I'm glad I survived it. Believe me, you know I got about six brain cells left, and they're yeah. in a boat going, "Who's got the map? <laughs> Who's got the map?" How but do like, you meet Sam first? Like, how does how well, do you, become you know, part I, of that? Like, clique? literally, when I was like 18 years old, man, I I I, you know, I remember kind of like at that that whole summer, like I just worked two jobs. I worked at a construction site from like six to three, and and I just and I and my 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 I bartended and worked, and I worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I had really no social life. I just saved up about fifteen grand, and then at the end of the, the summer, I kind of put all my stuff in my car and drove out. And, Later, and I and I, I had these tapes called "The Psychology of Winning" by Dr. Dennis Waitley. I had the, these tapes and a, and, a, and a little twenty dollar bag of uh, uh, <laughs> meth to keep get me, awake. yeah, to keep yeah. me awake to make sure to drive and 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 uh, you know. Just because I wanted to get out there, yeah. and, I, and I literally just kept listening to those tapes over and over again. And I literally hit Los Angeles. I got a place to live. I started working as a doorman at the comedy store and showcase for Mitzi, like all in like the same, like within two weeks. Right. Wow. And then I, I, you know, and but the the day I actually got hired, um, I don't know if you remember uh, Tony Clifton, yeah, oh, which yeah. was a character that that. Andy, Andy Kaufman yeah. used to, but what happened like during the the, the 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 doing of that character, he handed it off to a guy named Bob Zamuda. So everybody thought Andy uh, Kaufman was doing uh, Tony Clifton, right. and, but what happened was Andy had given it to his best friend Bob Zamuda to do, and so Tony Clifton was performing live at the kind. This was like a year after I. I got there, right. and the paparazzi was around. Oh my God! And he was playing a joke on everybody. They thought he was playing a joke, and this is what was he was you know going to yeah, let yeah. everybody in on it. But it wasn't. It was just Bob Zamuda doing Tony Clifton. And, but there was like a crazy. Was I, it entertaining at all? On the side note, or was it just for the show? No, it was just for the show. Oh, really? I mean, it didn't even last <laughs> yeah, long. I yeah. think he threw a drink on somebody, <laughs> flew like cigarettes on me, and just grossed everybody out. Yeah. People started running for the exits. <laughs> I go, well, that that was horrible. Yeah. I'm there. But it was like you know, it was just it was a big prank, you know. Right. And 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 I think Bob's a mood to do it, like because he knew everybody would think it was Andy. And, sure. And sure. so, but it was it was fun. Uh, 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 th those times in comedy was like you know ground zero. Everything was like you know I could watch like you know Dice Clay and Arsenio Hall and I mean Gary Shanley yeah. and uh, Louis Anderson and uh, George Carlin and Richard Pryor was coming. That in. was the thing. That but, was all but, the all the people that we refer to as the greats now all came from. Well, that time. and I had a front row seat man yeah. i was working the door there and i got to sit there and watch all these amazing comedians which is like you know it's so funny because i watch these guys and that's how i learned how to do stand-up and you know my style stand-up is like that old style like right, right. bing bing Hammering, bing yeah. bing you know an old school banger is what they call them so so, so i have i have a situation that came up a couple of weeks ago that i want to ask you about that i don't know if you've heard about this yet no, so galvin does a news story that said in the news story that richard Pryor jr is suing or i'm sorry is saying that um, uh, Mooney, Paul Mooney, right? Uh, he had a sexual relation. Wait, I'm sorry. It was it was a bodyguard that right, wrote a for book. Richard Pryor. Yeah, bodyguard for Richard Pryor wrote a book. Said that Paul Mooney had sex with Richard Pryor Jr. and that Richard got so mad that he was trying to hire a hitman for a million dollars to kill Paul Mooney, who was his good friend. Yeah, and then Richard Pryor, uh, while he was in the process of doing that, sets himself on fire. 
And, of course, that all goes away and nobody's talked about it. So we talk about this on the air. And then a buddy of ours who is in L.A. says, I was just on this podcast with Richard Pryor Jr. Listen to this. And he sends us a clip and he said that one time he was at Sam's house with Sam and Carla Bove. Uh-huh. And he said, Sam said, listen, you know I like to do anything that's bad for you. That's what I get off. And he asked Richard Pryor Jr. to bang him. And they did drugs and watched porn. And Richard Pryor Jr. claims that he had sex with Sam Kinison. Yeah. Do you think that's a possibility? I don't think it's a possibility I mean, at all. here's I the think, thing. I you think, would know. I think the guy's trying to sell books. I, I agree. And I, look, I get, like, you know, I know Paul Mooney. I, I don't think, like, you know, it's easy to say these things when these guys are dead. Of course. And obviously Paul's having health issues now, and I don't, look, I, I, I Well, don't, he didn't say that about Paul, so listen to this. So I get him booked on the show. Right. And uh, his, we said, hey, we, got, we talked to his agent. We said we got these... Things we want to talk to him about, and he's like, well, he's got this book he's pushing. I was like, great, let's put him on the air. My first question to him was about Paul Mooney. I was trying to set up the Sam thing, and he hangs up on me. Evidently, that's the one thing you're not allowed to ask him about. Sam, yeah, well, then why, why would you write it in your book, though? Look, but I see a lot of that stuff. Like, you know, it's like, you know... Like, I have a problem with people. Like, after someone passes away, like, you know, the the, the Michael Jackson documentary right, about this right, thing. Right. It's like, you, the guy's not even here to defend himself. So it's really not fair to say those things. Yeah. And I've heard rumors about Kinnison for, like, de- like you know, and I go, I, I've never saw anything remotely close to it. I mean, I was hung out with the dude for, like, you know, I was on tour in close proximity. I mean, the guy... Would go to strip clubs. He had two girls. It was two sisters. Right, he was right, messing right, around. Right. I mean, if the guy was a, uh, yeah, a a gay guy, if he was a gay guy, boy, he was like did the best job I've ever seen of anybody hide to it. like put. Hide it. He, I mean, he even brought Carl into it. He said that Carl and I think you're hot. And uh, then I was wondering, I, I, listen, no way. I think <laughs> no way. I think in the in the eighties with all the drugs. And see now, people say this about Richard uh, Pryor, and I didn't know if it was true or not. And then the Marlon Brando stuff came out, where it said he had sex with Marlon Brando, and I was like, "Can this be real?" And then I watched the uh, a Richard Pryor roast, an old school roast, with right. Richard Pryor, where he was getting roasted. Right. And at the end, he got up and he made a couple of jokes about Paul Mooney, called him a queer, called him a fag. You know, he's right. right there in the thing. And then he says in the in the thing, he's like, "All right, I'm going to tell you." He goes, "Because Paul's got one story on me." Where uh, he thinks he's going to use this against me for those of his life. He's going to tell you. He's like, hey, I can't say the way he said it, but he said, I went down on this guy one time. And Richard Pryor talks about doing gay stuff. Well, he was pretty, well, pretty open about that. Yeah, he was open about it, but it was I think it was when he was like younger. like yeah. and, and it was... Experimental, like, maybe. The, well, I think when he was a kid, like, 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 you know, I heard him talk about it in his stand-up, and that's, obviously that's what you loved about Richard Pryor was his talk honesty. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I've heard, like, you can't just go around saying that. A guy's no longer here to defend himself. I've never saw anything like that with, that, like, Kinnison or right. Bo. I mean, and I, you know, I mean, we, we were in Vegas. Dude, I mean, like in Vegas, like, you know, doing the dunes. I mean, we would go to the Olympic Gardens, and, we, you know, you walk in there with Billy Idol and Sam uh, and his white wedding, and they start putting uh, up, and uh, next thing you know, you're coming out of that place with, two, girls, yeah. with two, 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 three girls. And I remember one night in Vegas, we were doing the dunes at 7.30 and 9.30 and 11 o'clock. And so, like, literally, after each one of those shows, 
like a woman had come back to my room. We had we had sex, and then I thought, wow, three women in one would be interesting. And then like about three o'clock, and I was exhausted. We've been partying, and I hear a knock on the door, and they open up as one of the girls from the Olympic Gardens in a trench coat with some stuff. I go, all right, uh, switch. I'm a four. Let's yeah. <laughs> go. go for the record. Yeah. See, that's what I I always I don't I just thought maybe. There was a period where I didn't know. I figured you would either say what you said, no, there's no way, or I don't know. Sam was so messed up at some point, you never know what would happen. Yeah, well, look, I, I mean, that's. I mean, I don't think I've never saw it. Right. I mean, I, I heard people say like stuff like that, right, but right. but again, I mean, you know, Sam. I also know Sam. Sam would never deny or confirm rumors. Yeah. I mean, when that that Rolling Stone article came out, oh, they worship cats. They they do satanic rituals. No, they didn't. Uh, I mean, you know, but the, it was all for, like, to make them bigger than sure, it was life. Sure. And, you know, I remember one time we're hanging at Crest Hill, that house behind the comedy store, and I was talking with Billy Idol, who was, like, one of these, like, he had, yeah, man, uh, you yeah. know, he had, like, a, a Jeff cap with, like, 666 upside-down crosses right. just for the imagery of it. But he also said, you know, I get away with a lot of things, and... Because people expect that from me, yeah. So they and 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 whatever I do, it's like always ten times worse than what it was initially. It goes, and so I can have a lot of fun with it. And I think a lot of those celebrities do that, you know. They, oh, sure, they, sure. They, 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 Especially they Sam at that time. Oh yeah, he yeah. was he was he was crazy. You know, what, what, there was a, a copious amounts of um, you mm-hmm. know uh, party favors. Absolutely, but yeah. I mean, we were up to. I, here's what I, I remember. I remember we would come up. Creston was Mark Marin. Uh-huh. was a young comic, and me and him were both doormen, and like the guys would come. Up to the Crest Hill house afterwards, and there was, uh, and we would sit and talk comedy. Right. I mean, like, what, what the, like, like do? yeah, like, like, like the principles and how Sam came up with his his delivery, and uh, like we would just grill him about comedy. That's what I remember. Right, right. And of course, Sam would be drinking and partying, and well, as we all were. But I mean, you know, I had a day job. I had to get up in the morning and go to work and 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 stuff. But I would always, you know, it was like great. I mean, that's what I remember. And Marin was there as well. Yeah. Marin, you know, Marin. I, I mean, Mar- I mean. Mark's talked about it on, on his podcast, and, and so it's it was an interesting time, but I don't remember any of that. I mean, I, you know, I know, you know, I knew Paul was, was gay, but, I, but but Paul never hit on anybody at the comedy store. I never tried to, you know, I didn't see any of that. Right, right, right. I mean, you know, I, I mean, you know, the, there were, you know, obviously Louis Anderson and, and those guys were like, you know, eh, yeah. you know, but I you, mean, you, you just kind of minded your own business. And I was only there for the stand up. I was there to get better as a stand up. So you never bang Sam numbers. No, no. I mean, I, I slept with Mitzi short. I slept with Mitzi. You did sleep with Mitzi? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was, about Roseanne? Uh, well, that was uh, a one night situation. <laughs> you know, you want to hear the funniest story? I do. No, it's, <laughs> I do want to hear. Well, it's, it's story's been out of the bag. Yeah. So, like, I'm a young comic at the store. I'm working the door, and Roseanne came out, and she showcased for Mitzi. She was a housewife for Denver for three quids, and she comes out literally destroys in the original room. Like I've never seen. Like I mean, she murdered, right. and for like seven minutes, just killed it, and had this great thing. And then Mitzi was so excited because she was a female comedian, and I watched the whole thing that night. Yeah. And then she went over to the main room, which is the bigger room, and Jim McCauley, the, the talent coordinator for the Tonight Show, was there, and he was always looking at her, like, "Then if you could get to the Tonight Show, you were made." That and right, I was yeah. still that was still very prevalent, and and uh, and Roseanne went on in the in the main room, and Jim McCauley saw. Uh, I mean, two weeks later, she got the Tonight Show, and then she got the Roseanne Show, and she was off to the races. Wow, that quick, huh? Okay, yeah, like that quick. Yeah. Like, that was amazing. And so that night, 
she has two killer sets. Jim McCauley was supposed So she's drinking and partying. And she runs and says, oh, people tell me I'm the female Sam. And all uh-huh. this. They, they hit it off. They were, you know. And then, But I think she got too, like, hammered. And Sam said, Shuby, could you give Rosanna right back? And, uh-huh. and he cut out a little bump of booger sugar for me. And so I said, yeah. You know, and, and back then, I, I mean, I was pretty new to L.A., but I knew... You know, like, you know, I was still living. I was renting a room in a house right. in Culver City. And she said, Olympic Boulevard. Now, this was before GPS and smartphones. Uh-huh. So I took her to Olympic Boulevard. But she goes, I don't recognize this. This ain't the place. Now I got a drunk Roseanne who doesn't know where she lives. It's like <laughs> 2 o'clock in the morning. And, I, you uh, know, part of my lease is no overnight guests right. and all this stuff. I go, I'm not going to put this woman on the street. I can't put her on the street. Yeah. Whatever. I'm going, you know, I'll deal with it in the morning. So I got to say, listen, I got to sneak into my house. I'll, you know, put a little, you can sleep on the floor. And, and the more will, because she was drunk. What a gentleman, sleep on the floor. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I had a single, bro. I had a single. You know what I mean? I, had, I got you. You know what I mean? I put it yeah. in a, like a thing and a, and a pillow and stuff. I mean, that's all I had. Right, right, I, I was you. renting a room in a house, bro. <laughs> I, was, I was a broke kid yeah. going after his dream. And so, and of course, I get ready for bed. I, you know, back then I had a twenty-nine inch waist. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I could shoot ceilings. I could shoot flies <laughs> off the ceilings with this thing. You know what I mean? And I'm getting ready for bed. My boxer shorts. And she's like right there. And the next thing I know, she grabs me, and, uh, and there's it. a little mouth to south resuscitation. Uh-huh. And next thing you know, uh, and so. That happened, and then the next morning, I dropped her at the bus station. She called her friends, and obviously, she make. And I ran into her that night at the comedy store, and she goes, "You know, I really appreciate it if you didn't say anything, because I, you know, I go, I go, you know what? I appreciate it if you didn't say anything. The two of us, you don't want to was bragging rights. Right? Now, I don't see her for twenty nine years. Never run into her at a comic club, which is really rare. I never right. see her for twenty nine years. The next time I see Roseanne, she's a judge on Last Comic Standing, oh, and I'm one of the contestants. Well, yeah. Now I've told this story on Marin's, and only because Marin knew, right, right. you know, he knows where all the bodies are buried, uh-huh. and so, uh, so I come out, I was like, and I'm, I go up literally 26 of 26 into this taping. It was a six and a half hour tape. Now, what are you thinking? Are you like, she's going to recognize me or? No, I'm just worried about focusing on my stand-up. Okay. I want to do a good job. I want to pass. I want to get to the next level. But also in the back of my mind, oh, I wonder if she heard the marriage story. <laughs> <laughs> and she may go, no, you're not, gay. you know. But I come out and I murdered it. Yeah. And like right halfway through it, she's sitting there with her arms folded and she does one of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember you because once you've been on the business end of the Irish Hammer, you don't. Forget. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, uh, she and so it's so funny, but we, you know we e- e- even then I guess we were both kind of uncomfortable. You know we we never addressed it or talked right, about right. it. You know we were both professionals, but I mean it did happen. I did tell a story before, so I didn't mind telling it now. But I also have a tremendous amount of respect for Rosie. Sure, and I and a I, long and time I, ago you're both kids. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she so was, you didn't discuss it with her the entire time of last comic standing? No, I didn't. Because, Not even like, hey, we. Hung out one time. No, no, she knew. I know she I knew. knew she but... knew. I didn't know. No, no, I remember at one time me and you both made. Uh, you're not. Mistake. You're not the worst person she's had sex with. I mean, no, look I could have been Tom Arnold, bro. Yeah, yeah. I could have been Tom Arnold. <laughs> no, it's. Uh... If you didn't make her sleep on the floor, you might have been. <laughs> yeah, had I, had, I, had I shed my bed, but it was a single. I mean, yeah. I was, you know, but but it was, you know, like, but you know, and then Mitzi obviously was. A, I was a young, 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 you know, this is back before the hashtag Me Too movement. Right. You, know, you know, it's just, you know, 
I was uh, I could have I could have my own hashtag me too story. Like, <laughs> but if a guy comes out, you know what hashtag? Man, what are you a weirdo? Yeah, right, right. You know? It's a girl. Enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was a kid, man. Come I was on, like, Jimmy, I mean, she was a much. House. She was like she was in like a late forties. I was, was she attractive? Like I've seen pictures. Yeah, of her. she was hot, bro. Yeah, yeah. She was uh, like in her day. She was she was hot. But, uh, you know, um, she was a little older. I was younger, but still, I was still was the younger guy, older woman fantasy. Yeah, of course. Mitzi Shore, for God's sake. All right, how do you not do that? Yeah, and so, you know, I had my fair share of my little tryst back in the day, yeah. but uh, but uh, always. Give uh, me one any other, anybody else you might know, throw one at us. You're not bragging. I'm I'm asking for it. No, that's that's yeah. that's it. Really, that, okay. that that was it. Really, boy, that must have been fun times, man. Uh, dude, it was crazy. It, but I mean, you know, it wasn't like it is today. It's back when stand up was stand up. Right. I mean, you know, you got everybody getting all upset about every little right. thing today. Everybody's triggered. Yeah. I mean, like you know, they ruin everything. You can't even, you know, you can't, they they ruin everything. It, I don't. It's like, yeah, it's don't like music. Hey, here's a, you get ninety nine cents for your song, which uh-huh. iTunes takes thirty cents of. You know, you, you can sell a song that you work your your heart. Hard out on and for ninety nine cents, the same money you spent for a f- an app that makes a fart noise. By the way, I was like, yeah, great. <laughs> we were saying this morning that the only way to get your record played now is to get it in a commercial. Yeah. They get it in a TV commercial. Well, they like. I mean, you know, it's all this technology is great, but it's changing entire Every, industries. Yeah. I mean, you know, like everything's like streaming now. Like, I, Mark Maron's doing his goddamn job and his my goddamn job in his garage. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean it. it but it's but it's like it's, it's changed everything, and, you know. And I don't know necessarily, necessarily for the better. I mean, you know, I used to do a lot of acting. You were able to make enough money to get your health insurance. Yeah. And now it's like you know you got to work like, do do three times as many jobs, uh. which are which is almost damn near impossible now because of the you know you just, it's just the opportunities aren't there. A lot of this stuff's being shot in Atlanta now. When I see you in, you were in a suit. I can't remember where the hell it was. You were. Uh, mm, I mean, I know I've seen you in a bunch of King of Queens, but there was something where you were wearing like a suit. It was uh, a movie. Oh, God damn it! I don't know what I remember going. Hey, uh, oh, uh, the Italian job. Yeah, I played a cop. exactly what it was because it's been on HBO a lot. Like, that's yeah, yeah, exactly what it is. I, I played a I played a Philly detective okay, like my yeah. old man. I yeah, remember yeah. I, I was telling my dad I'm going into audition. It was on Father's Day, and I said I'm going into audition for a Philly cop. He goes, Well, good luck. And I wound up getting that job. Oh, that's but awesome. Was, was Charlize Theron, yeah, which was yeah. that nice little scene, and yeah. F. Gary Gray directed that. It was amazing. That was a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie, and I, and they did it, it like you know I like when they do a remake and they do it justice. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of these movies you go okay how many t- how many times are you can redo we re- redo Spider Man. Right, How many right. times? Right. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like it's been 10 years. You've had three different Spider-Mans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they went, well, the movie industry is not what it used to be. I go, because you keep trying to sell me the same movie over and over. <laughs> right, I've seen, movie for if I seen Transformers 1. I've <laughs> seen Transformers 4 and 5. It's the same. Let me guess. These guys turn in, these robots turn into, like, you know, things, right? <laughs> I, wow. Oh, you really? Pitch is moving to me. Hey, these robots turn into things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is Jimmy Schubert who's here. Jimmy's going to be at the 13th annual Crack Up Comedy, uh, Comedy Benefit. Crack Up Cancer Comedy Benefit, which is happening at the Straw Center tonight. You can get tickets. They're still available at crackupcancer.com. Yeah, can we, give, uh, can we give a couple away to your I'd listeners? I'd be happy to. Yeah. We'll Strawcenter.org. Uh, now tell me who, there's other people on this event with you. It's, yeah, uh, Dean Napolitano. It's, it's Saturday night, by the way. I'm sorry, what did I say? It's uh, the 14th. That's tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah it's sorry. Saturday night. Uh, Dean Napolitano, who is hilarious. Uh, Mike, Mike McCarthy, yeah, another here. really funny guy, and our and our host, who's the girl that's Catherine Maloney. Catherine, oh, Maloney. Catherine Maloney, have you seen her? She's really good. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's a it's a, it's a an incredible lineup. I mean, you know, it's a it's a great. Uh, 
Uh, and it's for a great cause. I mean, they keep the money in this community, yep. and they help a lot of people tremendously. It's like, you know, like you, you, you know, you go, well, you've been diagnosed, and you're doing all this other stuff, and now what? You know, some, and they help people uh, in a lot of different ways, and, and they, they have grants and, and, and stuff, and so it's all helping people inside your own community. And what a better way to come out and have some really good laughs right. and also do something really positive, you know. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know. Um, people love to donate money, and certainly cancer is one of those uh, things that you want to donate. Well, you, you do, you're doing a good thing in helping and donating, but you're also and okay. And, but there's also there's you know drinks and food, and why yeah, not yeah. come out and have a great time? And- uh, crackupcancer.com or strawcenter.org, and you can get your tickets there online. And go see uh, Jimmy. I, you'll like uh, Catherine Maloney. She, yeah, she's beautiful no, and she's funny. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, I've heard that. You know, Al Ramos is a buddy of mine. It was uh, you know that they, they were involved in picking, selecting the talent, and a lot of good. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me they were involved. I was like, how did Al Ramos get Catherine <laughs> Maloney? I was like, yeah, be kidding no, me. no, no. Well, I was. He's mad. They're both married. Oh, I, I don't. Yeah, I have yeah, no idea. The, no, he was married. He, we were talking outside about how Al helped book the, the book shows yeah, and, and get people involved and stuff. It's always good, you know. So you know, and you know, Al, Al's involved. So they they they. Bringing a, a day talent, you right, know? right? Right. I mean, Al knows what's funny. He's not bringing any ham and eggers in for this uh, event. <laughs> you know, you're gonna, you know, bring out the big guns. Good, good. Well, listen, I love uh, having you here. I love having you in town. You're always welcome on the show. Oh man, thank you for having us. Uh, Crackupcancer.com, and according and, to Jimmy Schubert, Sam Kinison did not bang Richard Pryor Jr. No. Not knowledge. even no, not to my not. I don't think he would have. Yeah. I mean, I think right. You know, Sam was in, in, in awe of Richard. I mean, he was. You know, they hung out. I remember one time it was Sam and Mitchell Walters, and uh, you know, and Richard Pryor. Hey, man, he was hanging out, and they, and they jumped in Richard's car and they drove to his house in Bel Air. Uh-huh. And uh, they get into this house, and it's empty. There's nobody there, but it's a giant palatial estate, and there really wasn't a lot of furniture in it. It was empty. There was nobody in it. And Richard reached into his pocket, and he pulls up this wad of bills all wadded up, and in the center of the bills was this big rock of cocaine. And they came back, and they were like kind of like... They were depressed because their <laughs> hero, yeah. their hero, was living in empty that house, house, doing empty house. <laughs> Nobody was there. Nobody around to love him and care about him. And yeah. they, you know, and the guy was just sitting there and just like by himself in this giant house, getting on. And go, oh my god! And it, they were kind of bummed well, clearly out. they both changed their lives after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, you know, look, I'm, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad I survived those times. I'm glad it's over. I would, you know, that was fun. But I'm glad I'm, you know. I don't do that anymore. Or get involved in any of that stuff. Yeah, you know, well, it's and, good. And, that, yeah, you live a good, interesting life. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was fun. You know, like you said, those are good stories. Yeah. And in order to make good, have good stories, you got to make bad decisions. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Go see Jimmy Schubert. Try- Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today, and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh! O'Reilly Auto Parts.